0: Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood, and I'm joined by Matt Kirshen. Hey, Andy. Um, Jesse's still back in Nashville, and uh, we're recording this the day after we recorded last week, so we don't have any news beyond what, what Jesse told you in the last episode, but you can follow him on Twitter at Jesse Case, and he'll probably, within the next week, be saying things about either his status or uh, the status of the podcast that he's starting. Yeah, which... well, he's
1: about to launch Jesse vs. Cancer. Right. It might already be up and running by the time you hear this, or it might be about to be, but f- look it up. Look up on iTunes and subscribe to it, and also you can email him with suggestions and things to talk about at jessiecasecomedy at gmail.com. Um, we have an awesome... That's, oh, gr- that's oh, a great one.
0: It, yes, I was also going to point out that a listener, as soon as the episode last week went up, um, pointed out that right now, if you Google Jesse vs. Cancer... What comes up is uh, Jesse Williams, who is an Australian NFL player who is undergoing surgery after. Ca- so, like Jesse versus cancer right now brings up a lot of other Jesses with cancer. So Jesse's got some. There's <laughs> a lot uh, of
1: cancer in the Jesse community. He's got
0: some SEO work to do <laughs> on the Jesse versus cancer front.
1: Okay. Oh Seahawks! Doing- We've got an awesome guest. A, cu- a few weeks ago, we had. Um, Aaron Gibson on, who's one half of the Throwing Shade podcast, which I think is one of the funniest podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. This week we have Brian Surfee, who is the other 50% of that podcast, and I'm delighted by that. That's right. I...
2: I I'm, I honestly think personally I'm worth 70%. Right. But she would disagree with that completely. <laughs> but that's just my opinion.
0: And pay, pay scale-wise, that makes sense. Pay scale why, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
2: We do yeah. go by the national yeah. average for what women make. So she does make less than I do.
1: Well, it's only the right thing. It's the right thing to do. You- it's the right thing. I'm not...
2: Listen... <laughs> I'm a moderate by nature and so I'm just going down the middle and so I just right. play by the rules at all times yes.
1: don't rock
0: the boat there's no need exactly
1: yeah. you're a reflection of society society is not a reflection of you thank you think of
0: all the man hours that went into building that glass ceiling and you're just going to disrespect that Abso- like, yeah,
1: yeah not on
2: my watch yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no way
0: well thank you for joining us as we were just talking about I hate to have like a guest come in and then be sprung with the news about, about Jesse's health condition but um, well we have to keep the podcast going and I don't want I don't want any listeners to think that we're being glib at all about anything related to uh, his health. like It's funny the timeline of things because the first episode we did once he left for Nashville, we didn't even have news and we got news as we pressed stop on the recording. I'm like, oh wait, now things are worse should we put this episode out but then within that next week things got a little better so it's like don't ever read too much into whether we are or aren't talk i'm over explaining every aspect you of really us. are but yes. that's in your okay. nature <laughs>
2: that's,
1: that's who you are on the who show. you are That's
2: yes, uh, no i'm happy to be thrown into this okay. wishing jesse all the best yes he's got and great that's as care mushy as i think anyone has been so far right yeah. is, yes. is me but yeah. but honestly what a what a what a thing
0: and thanks again to all the listeners who've been who've been <laughs> sending their their well wishes. You guys are the best. Um do you have a good week, Brian?
2: I did. I mean it's Tuesday. It's t- <laughs> what oh, am i
0: saying. It's what is a, that even? Uh, you have a good Thursday. Monday. Off, okay. Yeah. My Monday
2: was good. I mean, listen, uh, Mondays obviously my favorite day of the week and it went all according to plan. Because of your hatred for Garfield. Exactly. It's my. I listen. Garfield and I have never seen eye <laughs> to eye, and we're not going to start now. I love Mondays. Mondays. I hate actually lasagna. I. I hate <laughs> lasagna. Those are the only two things that I can say for sure about myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> I love Mondays, and I hate lasagna. Uh, yeah. So far, the week's great. I listen. I'm doing this. Yes. I did throwing shade yesterday. Excellent. So it's two for. I'm going to do a podcast today.
0: Let's keep that up. I know. Yeah, at
2: least for two days. Absolutely.
0: See how long I can keep this chain going. I
1: should. Brian, we always ask our guests this. Um, what, if anything, is your background in science? And it, that it could just be a class you enjoyed in school or something sure. you like blowing up as a kid. or Yeah. Um, I will say that the only classes, not even math class, the
2: only class that I... Hardcore cheated and paid people to cheat. Wow. Like <laughs> wow. paid people to do level. my bug collection and then paid someone <laughs> to make my science project um, was science classes. Uh, and I my favorite th- – I don't remember any of my science projects that well except that I stole one from my brother because he was a year older. Okay. And we went to different schools. So I would – just <laughs> week, purpose. I would just. Yeah. And one of them, and he's so, so smart. One of them I truly didn't understand from the first word, but I was a really good memorizer. So I made it <laughs> all the way to the city championships. Like, double down the whole way through. That's incredible. On like using wind turbines for, I don't know, it was something environmental. That's all I remember. And uh, you, I memorized did you just everything. Did build a turbine or anything? Or no, it was turbine? already built. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was just handed to me. So I, I absorbed. Pretty much nothing, yeah. but but straight A's. Were your
1: well, parents complicit in this deception? They were so
2: unaware. Like <laughs> I think they, I don't, I don't know what they thought. I guess they thought I really did collect bugs, and I don't think they knew about my brother's science project. They knew I made it to cities, and they were like really. P-
0: of me. I, I want to get to the bottom of the bug collection because I'm yeah. imagining the age where you're doing bug collection is an age where you don't have much disposable income.
2: Uh, we so, did it. We it was, you know we did it late. We did it okay. like freshman year of high school, okay. I think, and I didn't have a lot of disposable income. I don't know how I got that money. How much did you pay? Fifty. Fifty dollars. But this is someone who like if you see <laughs> Wait, one you're bug,
0: probably in your third. No, I don't hold. I get yeah, thirty. yeah, okay. yeah. So like that's a, a, a lot of money back in our, our team. It was. Uh, it I still think is now. I don't, I, know, I
2: don't even know where I got that money from. I must have stolen it. <laughs> yeah. Or I might have actually told my mom, I need to pay someone to do this bug collection or I'm going to fail. <laughs> and she was like, okay, let's do it. Um, but I feel like if you see one bug, there's another right there with it. So like she probably didn't have to work. Catherine was her name who did the bug collection for me. She probably didn't have to work extra hard. And honestly, it wasn't great. I yeah. got like a B plus. Okay, like it was, was, fine. It a,
0: was it was it a scaled pay where if the grade was high enough, there was going to be a bonus? At you the know, end? I wasn't smart enough back
2: then to do that.
0: You give now, half, up, half up front and then half when she's great.
2: Because honestly, she deserved thirty five forty. Right, right. You know what I mean? I regret that. But it's like the, first, the first
0: drink you get at the bar, you want to tip more, and then they'll right. keep coming
2: by. You don't know if there are going to be future projects you could pull her in for. So. And you know what? I have to be honest with you. I didn't know if she was going to come through at all. I, yeah. That was a major. You know, I was I was risking was money the money was up front. Wow! I said, "Here's fifty dollars. Maybe come back, some back bucks. <laughs> bucks.
0: Yeah, but you were kind of also paying to expedite the order because you were up against the deadline. I was up against the deadline. I was so against a deadline. Yeah. Well, it's going to cost you more.
2: Exactly. So I've really learned no lessons in my life. <laughs>
0: Economic <laughs> Except lessons that things work out if you have
2: disposable <laughs> income.
0: That's it. You can pay for most things. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. Yeah. So really, I. Um, uh, no really terrible at science. Always, always, always. Like, paper plane was the first thing to go... To. Like, I mean, the worst <laughs> at all of it. The worst at all of it. So is it better at math? Which is weird. Okay, all right. yeah. Is that weird? It seems weird to me. It's.
0: Well, I, I was always good at math and things that are related. Like, physics and math are pretty intertwined, and I was bad at life sciences. Because those, right. to me, were just, like, memorization, and I didn't like things that you right. couldn't, like, derive on the spot if you had to.
1: That's kind of how I felt as well going through school. I was yeah. like, well, I... Yeah learning lots of names for parts of cells is less interesting than learning the process behind something.
0: Yeah, like there were definitely times when I didn't know something but I had the time to derive, you know, I didn't memorize the equation for it but that equation was built off of lesser, not lesser, but you know, more fundamental ideas and you could still get to a solution just logically on some math and some physics
2: kind of tests. Um. Someone in my sophomore year of high school did a science project in front of the class mm-hmm. that was, and it was just like the stoner burnout guy. And I, I, I was so excited to see what he was going to do because like, he put no effort <laughs> into anything. And the science project, sophomore year of high school, what tastes better, air popped popcorn or microwave popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Qualitative analysis. But he, yeah, bought, well, he brought popcorn for everyone.
0: That's awesome. Which is right. <laughs> great. So bribing, so you paid with cash and he paid with popcorn, but either way, you guys probably did okay.
2: Yeah, we yeah. essentially did the same amount of work. For, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you remember what grade the popcorn experiment was? I said? don't. I remember that AirPop won. <laughs> <Or the laughs> hy-
1: that was also the hypothesis, was that it would win. And it did.
2: AirPop versus microwave, you
1: said? Yeah. yeah. And was it carried out as a double-blind trial, or did you know which one was which when you went the No, bl- blind. All yeah. right.
0: I'm trying to think whether you could find any way to spin that as science, if it's just <laughs> just how you feel about the taste of it.
2: like
1: Yeah. We, ca- well, you can't. You could definitely can't if you're actually i mean like real food scientists who will research what different oils and salts and so on what tr- what triggers certain parts of your brain and you can yeah because more enjoyable reaction and i guess that it's
0: still science if you're rating somebody's self-report of their like actually a listener just wrote in because there was a story that i also saw on facebook yesterday about how uh humans are happier uh sex and alcohol makes you happier than religion and kids. This I read was that too. The media spun it, but we had a listener right in who was just like, oh, this is the kind of like bullshit way that the media twists studies to, to have this clickbait, which we were talking about, well, I guess to a lesser extent, there was a, there was an article about how this, um, guy had done this sort of social experiment to see if you could get this article about how chocolate is actually good for you to, or this study to become widespread. And it right. was, it was all just to like test how the lack of, of, um, due diligence that, that science yeah. publications do. Um,
2: but this most recent article... Because I feel like you could say anything, anything,
1: and support it.
0: Well, you could, if you have some fake credentials and a right. good-looking website. Yeah. And... yeah.
1: Well, we covered... It was actually the episode with Aaron where we covered the, um, the, chocolate, the chocolate story, and the yeah. way he faked those results, the way he got um, a positive correlation between eating chocolate and some part of your body was he, he tested something like eight or nine different physiological changes. Okay. So he tested like uh, weight gain, cholesterol level, um, happiness. I can't remember. Like right. he te- he tested numerous. Not planning which
0: one was going to be the exactly. one. Exactly. Seeing
1: and just because of normal variance, you're just because of general the randomness of these things, you'd, you'd expect across nine or ten different t- uh, things you're testing, a couple of them to show a bit of a correlation, a couple of them to show no correlation, and he just then. Picked the one that had the strongest random correlation, right? And ignored the other ones. Yeah, it's said, like throwing it's like throwing darts randomly at a wall and then drawing a dartboard around where they're mostly grouped. Right, right. I like, like, like that. Kind of... I'm on his side yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh, he did it on he did it on purpose. Like yeah, he, he, was did, it, to he show. did it. As oh, a he thing. did it. Oh, he did. I'm not on his side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who side are you on? Right? Yeah. Who are you working for? Um. But yeah, this article, the one that we saw that was about how sex and alcohol make you happier than having kids and religion, was just sort of a. a Yeah, sort of cherry-picking some data about this wide study that a New Zealand researcher had done about the interplay of various different sort of types of happiness, which are, um, like, meaning... um, Let me bring up the actual...
2: I feel like you're not happy with that you had kids until you're, like, 80.
0: But it's also about what type of happiness that is, whether it's momentary, whether it's... um, I'm looking for the actual terminology they used. But yeah, it was just a sensational way of, of Christine spinning. Christine Williams' email, right? Christine Williams sent this in from North Dakota, and she was just frustrated, banging her head against the wall about uh, the problems that we are up against. I guess the we is just, like, the the, the smart people? I don't know what the we is. Is she actually a, well, scientist? a scientist? She, didn't, she, a she scientist. didn't mention that, did she?
1: Uh, I believe she's a scientist. But um, yeah, by the time it hits Elite Daily, it's, uh, s- study, sex and alcohol make you happier than having kids and religion. And isn't it amazing that people just look at that and are like, well,
2: that's all I needed for it. Yes. Like, I'm, I, I'll take just that much.
0: Wait, are you telling me Facebook is about making you, uh, is reinforcing what you already think about yourself Rick? and your friends? <laughs> Hold on a second. That's not the Facebook that I know. Oh, and man. there's a Daily
1: Mail article that's headed, uh, this just in from the University of Useless Studies. We love sex more than housework. Like, I don't know wasn't... why the Daily Mail's even reporting on stuff from this University of Useless Studies anyway. I mean, that's... The Daily Mail yeah. might be my favorite publication. It's pretty amazing. It's it just is the worst just thing in the world.
2: Garbage, <laughs> th- just garbage, just a garbage can. But the way they present <laughs> it makes it seem so much, makes
1: it seem a step above like Us Weekly. It oh, does. Yeah, I it, think it's
0: it, partly because just the font just the presentation, is, is yeah. like in well, this calligraphy sort of. A, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a, there's a weird thing as well where the Daily Mail paper, like physical newspaper, is now a different entity from Mail Online. And oh. they, it has a different editorial team, so everything in the newspaper is on the website, but then the website has a whole load of other things that aren't connected to the paper newspaper. So the paper newspaper itself has a very um unpleasant right wing uh bigoted point of view. Oh. Where whereas the I think whereas the online version, which is also incredibly unpleasant, uh, but it it has no real it's just pure clickbait. Just it has clickbait. no totally. editorial... It's like silly stories. Yeah, but uh, and, and awful stories. And, and unpleasant and, uh, editorials. Whatever. But it just it has no editorial discretion. It'll publish anything that it thinks people will click on.
2: I, mean, I think that's why I like it. <laughs> because I think they're right.
0: Do they do the stuff that acts like it's being supportive of... Like, they'll post a horrendous picture of someone in a bikini and then act like they're saying how totally. great they look. Like, oh, no, I don't care what you're saying, you asshole. Like, you know yeah. what you're
1: showing. Oh, right a thousand, now. a thousand percent. Like, the daily and the yeah. print version of the mail is notorious for that as well. Of Like, stirring up outrage and then to create a story that then gets to profit off of the thing that it's outraged about. Right. Like, well, look even... at these lascivious pictures of this pop star disgusting her audience with, by flaunting her taut toned body across our pages like it's just like an,
0: but I mean uh, more like when someone's really out of shape right. and then they're acting like they're praising it but they're showing these pictures oh, they, and they know both. everyone's clicking on and it right, and they're, like,
2: of... they're like this is so brave and da
1: da 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 but, yeah, but it does, it's the it, most unflattering yeah, picture it hits yeah. every angle of that awfulness like it does ev- it does all of that and more there's also I've seen a screenshot of someone pop, uh, did a search on, the daily, on Mail Online for the phrase all grown up uh, just cause
0: it, thousands of
1: Thousands of pictures of like famous people's kids, mostly Who have hit roughly 16 and Ew. got tits now oh, And it, again, yeah. like the most morally outraged paper in the right. UK is, is the Daily Mail It's the one that's like, disgust these disgusting things And then you search and go like, look at what you're uh-huh. You are publishing picture after picture of basically children right. Mostly uh, naked yeah. So that you can be like, look at them all grown up And starting to look like their mum that we also perved over Do they
2: have offices here?
1: They must. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They absolutely. Do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because now, yeah that that was the thing because Mail Online they really Mail Online is the most visited newspaper's website in the world. Is like that it, true? It overtook the New York Times. Although arguably they're very different types of thing. Right. And they did it by really one of the things they did was they pushed really heavily on American celebrity news. Like they were publishing yeah, really stories about the Kardashians.
0: That, that British does it? It's yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they were publishing stories about the Kardashians before the Kardashians were on British TV because they knew that would build right. their American market. Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah, they don't really play up the British angle on the site at all if you look at it, aside from the .co.uk, like on the site itself. it's Yeah, it's pretty um, garbage. But Zach Efron's looking pretty buff, you guys. Guys, Holy he's
2: shit. in Hawaii. <laughs> he He knows what he's got. <laughs> he's like looking at the watch being like, now's the time.
0: He looks like that super buff kangaroo. Have you seen that guy? that was making the rounds.
2: No, a really muscular kangaroo. Ew! This isn't science <laughs> at all. But, oh uh, god! There's nothing worse than like a buff animal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so unpleasant. Especially if the muscles look like human, like not like a panther or something, but like
0: you're talking about a kangaroo this, Brian? stands
2: up. That's
0: horrifying.
2: <laughs>
1: like that's
0: I'll link to a buff kangaroo. That is so gross. The site. Over on probablyscience. I'll put some buff kangaroo pictures. Uh,
1: I get it, George Monbiot. Mumbio? I don't know how he pronounces his name. Anyway, he the best description of the Daily Mail thing is, uh, yeah. the Daily Mail is like the man who ogles a breastfeeding woman in a cafe then complains to the manager about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's exactly... That's the moral compass of the Daily Mail. Like, yeah. Look at this Hit disgusting thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> her disgusting tits that I can see right now. Oh, they sicken me. It's great. Oh, they're continuing to sicken me right uh-huh. now. That's Horrible. also like... Every conservative Republican who gets caught doing something super
2: perverted always goes to that. Basically, yeah. like their message is the same as the Daily Mail's. Yeah, the
1: Daily. Yeah, the Devil took me. <laughs> yeah. Or I was
0: doing research or something like for a, for a book. What was the one that Pete Townsend said? For his, he, he was looking that. up child pornography because he was he abused, was and he's doing uh, memoir, a memoir. And he wanted to research it to be able to write
2: about his own experience. What happened with that? We were just it like, just went away. No big Money. deal.
0: Money makes it crazy. go crazy. You're yeah.
2: right. Yeah. Oh, God, my bug collection is going to turn me into the world's biggest monster.
1: <laughs> I should have never started.
0: So corrupt.
1: I still don't know what a bug collection is for school. Oh.
0: <laughs> really is it just the most bugs or the best bugs? Oh, like, it was something uh...
2: like we had to get 50 different kinds of bugs, which, like, name 50. Right. In the world. I mean, there are <laughs> millions, I'm sure. But... <laughs> no, but I mean, I couldn't name 50 right now. No, especially I grew up in El Paso, Texas, like they die of heat stroke there's like no yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not there's not a chance but uh, yeah it was 50 different bugs and you put them on you like present them in a thing and you have to name them so that you, it was the whole thing yeah. we had to go through and like research what they were and you had to give them like the official science name like rather than just like something. Yeah. <laughs> right because yeah. okay. like freshman year of high school yellow this was, bug. there was no Google <laughs> right. you know what I mean so yeah, you actually yeah. had to do a little I mean there was internet but I think you had to do like a little work
0: yeah you had to go to Alta Vista or yeah, uh, exactly. Web
2: Crawler,
1: or, something. or, yeah. or Encarta on uh, right, CD-ROM. Right.
0: Oh my God, we had Encarta on CD-ROM. Yeah,
1: that was I, I just <laughs> cheating story from my school where we had to do some presentation on something, and a kid. I might have told this story on a really early episode of the show, but a kid was reading out his obviously just printed out of InCarta story, oh, great. and he had, and he read the words c related articles." Nice, nice. <laughs> <It's just> Idiot. <laughs> Couldn't even. Amazing. Good just hadn't gone as far as even reading through mm-hmm. it once and deleting the bits that work.
2: how can you even cheat now only because like you just have to google the phrase that's in the paper right right that's it you'd have to change every i mean if the teachers aren't lazy but then again how could you not cheat now also cuz
1: there's so many places to it'd get it'd be your, so yeah. easy to do and there are there are websites that now basically like the uber of essay writing where you can tender or like f- Oh, yeah, but Where you can crowdsource, like, I want to... I need an essay written on Henry VIII. And some will go, all right, I'll do you a undergraduate-level B-plus essay for 120 bucks. That's crazy. But
0: have you seen the results of those?
1: No, are they terrible? V-
0: Vernon Chapman did a whole book of basically... What do you call people that, like, bait Nigerian scammers? Okay. Does, does that, but with these companies? <laughs> Vernon Chapman, who created... Um, wonder shows in did you ever watch oh, that yeah, sure, or xavier yeah. renegade angel like just the most insane comic mind he's so bonkers uh he has a book called Mind mindsploitation asinine assignments for the online homework cheating industry <laughs> and he just paid these people to do these ridiculous assignments uh including like writing a eulogy for his grandmother with all these like really specific things about his grandma oh well, keep, i think i heard about this it's so funny it's i forget bonkers. that yeah i'll we'll also link to that over on probably
1: in a similar world to one of my favorite books, which is Robert Popper's... Uh, Robin Cooper's Time Waster Letters.
0: Oh, I haven't seen... I've haven't, heard about I it. Know. I haven't read oh, it. already
1: sounds great. It's the funniest... It's Robert Popper, who wrote Look Around You and many other funny things, as his alter ego, Robin Cooper, writing these these letters, like various <laughs> letters to various companies. That's awesome. As this sort of... it's It's my favorite kind of prank, because it's the kind of prank where the joke is really on the character that's doing the pranking rather than yeah. yeah. like it's not like ah you idiot you fell for it you can imagine the people getting these letters oh, for like sure. most of the laughter it, when you're reading these, the book is from just imagining the face of the person reading this and showing it to the other people in the office like you've got to see the thing I just this got this crazy thing no idea how I'm going to reply to this
2: the best thing to do I never read people magazine but someone gave me this tip the week after they do, like I think they do, like the fifty most beautiful people or something like that's yeah. a big issue for them. The week after the letters to the editor are insane. <laughs> they're like, imagine my surprise when I opened the issue and didn't see like whomever. It's so they're so, and there's like pages that, and there's so, and I feel like people the people at people must know that this is now a thing because the letters are so incensed, <laughs> indignified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've like, been
0: waiting the entire year to see the results yeah. of this just to like send in their indignation. Why a leaf of
2: like Finally, <laughs> Susan Sarandon. I know she's been beautiful all these years. Like pride. Sandra
0: Bullock has had a tough go of it. <laughs> yeah. You guys, thank God for honoring a woman who is yeah. in her later years. It's
2: absolute craziness. <laughs> I love that. I used to have a friend who works for a, a pretty like high-end clothing company, and the customer he was in customer service, and the phone calls he would get from just like entitled rich. Horrible people. And he did this thing where he would always take on their name. So they'd be like, uh, hi, this is Jennifer and he'd be like, Hi Jennifer, this is Jennifer. Uh, I, like he did it with women and men like Hi Deborah, it's Deborah. Listen, uh I got your message about the ring that you lost or whatever and did it and no one ever said anything. That's amazing.
1: It was pretty great.
0: That's so great.
1: Um I found out at uh um Christmas a few years ago that my great aunt who is in her 80s is right run... there's a there's a tv presenter called lorraine kelly in the uk okay and my 80 something aunt is waging a one-woman campaign to get her kicked off the television and sent back to scotland what is, she, is it because she's scottish why does she hate she's her like so i don't much? understand what she's saying <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and she's just too scottish for television <sighs> um, wonderful and like she's she's written letters. She's phoned the switchboard of the TV station. She's Had it. <laughs> Have you ever written a physical letter out of from outrage? Like from the uh, point of view of like just
0: pen to paper and then put it in the mail. Yeah, I don't think that's ever that happened. So in
1: my life. I mean, you yeah. are not letting it go. Yeah, yeah. If like you're doing all that. Yeah, it's in Britain. I don't know if it's the same in America, but in Britain, uh, they notorious green ink for some reason is notoriously the the pen of choice. For the lunatic, like it's just- sure. Yeah, they're they're instantly just like give <laughs> just- grain? That's all I write in. <laughs> just- sorry, like if you work in the desk that handles those letters, yeah. green ink is the. If you get, go, oh, I got oh, another God. green ink. <laughs>
0: just-
2: I can't even. I now I just want that job for like a day, or yeah, like you- maybe intern there for like a week just to yeah look for the green ink because i think you're absolutely correct it's the f- yeah the those f- people furious. do not write in black or blue for sure <laughs>
1: it's furious <laughs> yeah.
0: but, but we haven't even mentioned that steel saunders has an entire podcast that's basically dedicated to this right oh, yeah
1: i love green I guide, love green guide letters.
0: Guy letters it's a comedic if review of feature- the letters to the melbourne ages thursday green guide television and radio lift out it's yeah. wonderful yeah
1: it's basically australian tv's tv listing page and he just has a podcast where, <laughs> where you just go through those letters oh it's great it's amazing um
0: so we have uh we have a couple stories that are actually like news news that are that have broken over into into mainstream news. Maybe even the Daily Mail is covering some of these stories.
1: Well, here's the here's the big space story this week and it'll, in fact it will be last week now by the time you listen to this. Oh, damn it. I know. I thought we were
0: on top of stuff, but yeah.
1: Uh but the Philae lander has woken up. Um I don't know if is you're That that right? on Mars. That is on it's the, on the comet. comet. Oh. That was the
0: lander um it was an ESA lander. That, it was the first time mankind has ever landed anything on a comet.
1: Yeah. So there's the Rosetta uh, craft, which is orbiting. Still- yeah, which is orbiting the comet. Okay. And then they actually managed to land a lander on it. I can't even believe they were able to do that. I mean, I it's, can't believe any of it, but like yeah. I, that's crazy. It is. I mean, it's a it's an incredible feat because this thing's shooting through space, right? And it's speed.
0: small. It's like the Little Prince's planet. Like it's a little thing like that. Yeah.
1: It's the size. Um, I was listening to one of the scientists from that mission on the radio earlier on today. Apparently, it's, this, it's roughly the size of an airport runway. I think it's about four or five miles long.
2: Yeah, it's wow. crazy. It's hurtling through space. And so, what is it
1: doing? Just taking pictures and stuff, or well, what? Well, here's what happened. When it landed, it got some great pictures as it was and data as it as it was landing. But as it landed, it sort of bumped hard and it. Because it, it, it doesn't like,
0: have much gravity, of course, only being that size. Yes. The comet itself doesn't have a ton and of. It, yeah.
1: And it didn't. It was meant to fire some anchors, and that didn't quite work because I think it landed at an angle. Uh, And it was slightly under under a cliff, under a ridge, so it wasn't getting the solar energy. But now the comet has landed close, is going closer to the sun. Okay. And because of its proximity to the sun, various things are burning and evaporating off the surface of it, which has left the solar panels clearer. And it's just started to send the first bits of data back to the Rosetta, and then back to Earth
0: after it ran out of power back on November fifteenth of last year. So we've been sitting around hoping that it would get some sunlight enough to power up and it uh, it just did this past weekend. Yeah,
1: 13th of June mm-hmm. on uh, for 85 seconds more than 300 packets each uh, 663 kilobits of of telemetry was received. It's been stored on board for an as yet to be determined time in the past. So it's, been, it's still I think on and off it's been getting little bits of data and it's been finding out stuff and taking photos maybe and gathering various bits of information from the instruments on board. Yeah. And then finally a little connection was made between that and the Rosetta, and it managed to send that data to the Rosetta. And then twice a day, the Rosetta can send a message back to Earth.
0: And it says it's reporting an internal temperature of 23 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 5 Celsius, which is, like, not that cold. No, you could dress thought, for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Maybe they should have just planned for the Maybe all that the filet needed was just, like, a warmer coat.
1: Yeah, just right. Like, just, yeah. like, a scarf or something. Yeah. Um, you know and- what they say, if you don't like the weather on... 67P Churium <laughs> of Garrison just wait a few months. Yeah. A few months, yeah.
0: Um, so Philae Lander project manager Stephen Ulamek in a statement said, we can already tell that all Lander subsystems are working nominally with no apparent degradation after more than half a year of hiding out on the comet's frozen surface. And while the information we have is very preliminary, it appears the Lander is in as good condition as we could have hoped.
1: That's pretty amazing. Um, so... uh it's being exposed to enough sunlight to heat it to an acceptable operating temperature and generate electricity. Power levels uh, increase during the local comet day, uh, the part of about a 12-hour comet rotation while it's in sunlight, from 13 watts at Comet Sunrise to about to above 24 watts. Uh, it needs at least 19 watts to switch on the transmitter. Um oh, and I think I was wrong about the twice a day Rosetta to Earth. I think it's twice a day that it could potentially link to... Uh, to the lander.
2: Twice how long? Uh, when did they do this? When was it? When did last they, fall they actually landed it? I don't okay. know when. They, I don't know when they launched it from Earth. And so this week they're getting
1: the images.
0: Yeah, well, they got some images
2: initial. They,
1: yeah, I don't well, think they have any images, images right yet, now, but they've started data. to get data. Oh, I see data. Uh, and they're hoping that the next thing that will come will be maybe some pictures. Right. But it's it's storing all this information. I don't know how they know what will and or we think get it's sent.
0: somewhere around there.
1: Wow! Showing
0: Brian a picture of the surface, and we'll link to these stories. Also, uh, this is via Io9 and via the European Space Agency's site directly.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I have so many questions, but every <laughs> single one is dumber than the next. Oh no, no,
0: oh, go so ahead. What we, is the we won't life be able of to a comet anyway? The,
2: li- the forever? length the, 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 the life. Length. Is it just well, the, always shooting?
0: Well, I think it's always... Well, the tail you see is always... I could be wrong, but I think it's always uh, facing away from the sun. It's not actually at like, the tail... Like, you picture something flying through the air and things coasting behind it. It's just the solar wind blowing parts of it oh. away from it, right? I'm so, not
1: sure, but I guess after, over time, it's, sl- it's slowly losing material. Right. So, eventually, it will go... Or, also, it could collide with something. That's the other... That's the other possibility. Oh, God, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm just like, I
2: don't know why I'd be worried <laughs> about that. Wouldn't that be awful to be the kind of person who worries about that? Just like, what if a comet <laughs> collides a um, No, not with Earth, just in general. No, just in general. Wait, so then, okay.
0: I'm looking up how long it'll be before, for instance, Halley's comet burns out. Yeah. To see if that's a thing. Uh, Yahoo Answers, always the best source of information.
1: <laughs> Will we ever get to see that comet, like Halley's comet?
0: Um, ha- this one is too small. I don't think it comes near Earth. And I don't no, think but it's ha- near the size. comet
1: I think, has already happened during our lifetime. And yes, we, it, it won't happen again. Correct.
0: Well, I plan on living until 2050. How long? Is that the next one? It's every oh, well, 75 years. On. It came in, like, 86. I was, like, nine, I think.
2: Okay, so then we...
1: Wait, right? Yeah. Will we have a no, shot. We'll be, we have a shot. It'll be, yeah. I mean, Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I stand correct. 2062 is when it'll next arrive. So I, I plan be, on being around for that. I'll be 82, then. That's within yeah. what potential we- life expectancy.
0: That was the cover of our yearbook that year. Haley's That was a big big thing back in 86. Did you say
2: Halley's or Haley's? Halley's? It's Halley's. It's H-A-L-L-E-Y. Did anyone ever say Haley's? A lot of people do, but it's actually Halley's. It's wrong. Okay.
0: Bill Haley and his Comets, who sang Rock Around the Clock, but that's a play on the, you know. Oh, is that (laughs) where (laughs) it... I think it's just coincidence. Um, so, yeah, I looked up... I okay, prefer them over Also, the- Yahoo Answers, the question someone asked is, when will Halley's Comet finally burn out? So that's the kind of question we start with. Is a misspelled Halley's? Um, someone who's been rated best answer, uh, it'll take several hundreds of thousands of revolutions around the sun. Most likely the sun will become a red giant before this ever happens. So, yeah, maybe the sun will... Uh, maybe the, A red maybe, giant? Maybe the comet will outlast... Uh, wait, oh, also, acor- billion? I don't
1: know. according to Wikipedia... It's commonly pronounced either Halley or Haley. I spelling of correcting. Edmund Halley's name during his lifetime included H-A-I-L-E-Y. H-A-L-E-Y. Right. Well, this H-A-Y-L-E-Y, is his fault. It's like Hawley. back when spelling used so to be... So contemporary pronunciation
0: is uncertain. Okay. I was, I'm sorry. I'm a pedantic asshole. Thank you for apologizing. But I think it is funny how like spelling didn't used to be an important thing. If you've looked at any of, of uh, Lewis and Clark's letters while they were on their... Mission? They were just like willy nilly. Yeah, they would just change the spelling of words like twice in the same sentence. It was just like whatever felt right. Why shouldn't they? Yeah, they have a right to spell. Things, <laughs> yeah. so
2: they've worked hard enough. They did. I mean, yeah, uh, that's good. wow. So he spelled his last name three different ways. That's yeah, that was in really... the 1700s. How did was you when cash checks
0: that? then? Like, I feel like there's so many opportunities good for point. fraud. Banking back then yeah. must have been. How would oh, yeah. you even difficult. use Ticketmaster? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine trying to retrieve your password when you don't even know what your username was. Exactly. And it's
1: changed every time. Or trying to fly somewhere and they're like, it has to match the name of the right, password ha- in right. the passport has to match the name on the ticket. It would have been a nightmare.
0: The, I think the Renaissance TSA had had their work cut out for them. They certainly did. was this did. even the Renaissance? I don't know when Hallie was alive. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Didn't they say isn't the rumor that like Mark Twain like was born and died in in years when Hallie's comment came? Did you ever hear that? Whoa, really? I thoughts. Let me see if this is completely apocryphal.
2: (laughs) Wait. Have you guys been to the Planetarium show at Griffith Observatory? I haven't. Okay, you should go. Uh, Because I wanted to know at what point you stopped understanding the show. Because I stop quickly. (laughs) But I have to say... It's all – it's such a good show. You should go – by the way, you should Is this the one Lego. that's narrated by Leonard Nimoy? It's – no. The one oh. at uh, Griffith Observatory, they may have some that are narrated by Leonard Nimoy, but it's a live narrator and performer. Oh. And these people give it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everything, like the, like the everything lights, they've got. Like the arc, Yeah, like the arc, yeah, like yeah. The arc light I should, and like – they it's their diction is perfect they over pronounce <laughs> things they use their own I mean it is like a full show and it it used to make me uncomfortable but now I like seeing all of them especially because they love it so much and at the end if you go up to them and you really compliment them like thank you so much your voice is so clear and it was so nice to listen to because it is mm-hmm. they're like Thank you so much. I mean, it's like they're like (laughs) Shirley Temple, like Hollywood starlet. It's so crazy. Are they
0: holding that thing at the end where your shoulders go up and down after you are like for sure?
2: They're doing that. Yes, yes, yes. They're doing that whole thing, and they, they they have so many props, and it's it's unreal. <laughs> you should go. But you won't understand. Five minutes in, I don't understand any Like millions of years ago. Well, hold on a yeah, minute. Yeah, Hang yeah. on. I don't believe in this. But uh, yeah, you should go. It's that
0: great. reminds me of like when I would go... Uh, i probably only done it once, but um, when I lived in Seattle, if you go up to the top of the Space Needle, the uh, elevator operators have like 90 seconds to do a pre-rehearsed... Spiel, you know, so it's like 90 seconds oh, of really man. quick space yeah. where they'll stand up, you know, and they give it their all they've got it perfectly rehearsed. Like, Everything everyone applauds and you get to the top. Like have you ever been, been to Hearst Castle?
2: No, wasn't. Long it's time ago. It's in San Simeon, which is in like by Santa, like an hour and a half north of Santa Barbara or something. Okay. And it's um all the people there, all the tour guides there, uh they get promoted based on their knowledge of the oh. castle and of William Randolph Hearst. So they are animals about like they they usually approach you and they're yeah. like oh did you know that uh this column was built into and you're like no I didn't and then you try and walk in and they're like oh now I see and they follow you to see what you're looking at <laughs> in hopes of getting promoted. it's it's out of, the one okay this is a really quick story about it <laughs> and then I've done but one lady there her a tour guide her name is Gloria the meanest woman who's ever lived and had a real problem with how rich the Hearsts
0: were which is they were super rich super rich for, for our listeners who Why don't know this you, is the basis of Citizen Kane this is basis of real
2: yeah. man of Hearst, Citizen Kane um, she was so resentful like she was like here's the pool they had two who needs that <laughs> like
0: so it's a gold angry. isn't it a gold Plated gold leafed pool. Or one something? of them is, yeah.
2: yeah. And she was so mad about that. And then the the, the the staff used to be able to swim in the pool. And then I was like, oh, do you guys still get to swim in it? She goes, nope, one tour guide ruined it for all of us. Aww. She was so mad. <laughs> what did he do? I, I think something about that food, like food got in the pool. Right. Or something like, I don't know. With, chicken got in the pool and like that was it but anyway you should it's you more, really it's, guys you guys should get to know your tour guides much better it's
0: a it's a crazy like you can't even go you have to pick before you even can take the bus up which of the like five tours you're gonna do sham. you can't even see the whole thing in one day no yeah it would take you five days to see the whole it's also compound. ugly it's a little tacky. It's so tacky. But also, didn't he save a lot of precious art that would have
2: been destroyed in World War II that he'd bought? He did. He was a so good... So there was that. There's, I mean, he was a, he was an okay man. He, was, <laughs> he did some good things. He did some horrible things.
0: I think it's crazy that his family, from what I understand, like, willingly gave over the property to the state because it was, like, too much trouble to maintain it or something. Yeah. Like, the state owns it? Or yes. Or how does that...
2: How do you just give up... They f- can use it? Like, the they can parties? have, like, private parties oh, and stuff like they can. Oh, okay. but, but, yeah, the state owns it. Yeah, isn't that uh, Chris sense. Hardwick is dating
0: a Hearst, isn't he? What? I, I thought so. I, I'm going to wow. do some quick Googling.
1: I believe, I believe he is.
2: He's dating Lydia Hearst. Yes. Who is a Hearst? Oh, right. Of course she is. I've met her before. She will never remember. <laughs> she and also, is. like, who cares that I've met her? <laughs> like, truly.
0: She's the great-granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. Wow.
1: There you go. Does she still get to swim in the pool? So yeah, are they, I like, imagine.
0: I bet like people we know have gotten to party up there. Like Matt, Myra, Jonah, Ray. Like I bet they've, they've been like nerdist parties up there. I bet. Probably. God
1: damn it! I gotta yeah. get
0: invited to these things. I gotta yeah. go to the Hearst Castle parties.
1: Or just you know, start dating a different billionaire.
0: You know, I haven't dated enough billionaires.
2: That's true. <laughs>
1: I, I haven't either. Out.
0: Are they actually? Is she? Do you think she's a billionaire? Uh, I wonder I what
1: their net worth is
2: now. I'm sure we could Google it. Yeah, as um, I'm doing now. Because. Well, yeah, I don't know. Remember how Patty Hurst was in all those John Waters movies? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy.
0: Oh, it says only a hundred million, so oh, okay.
1: Okay. she's basically yeah. broke. It's nothing. It's nothing. Well, no, he's got some TV money coming in though as well. Oh, okay. So they're doing all right. Maybe together. <laughs> Maybe uh, dual income, no kids. Those Not people, you know. bad.
0: Oh yeah. I they think do he's... Okay. Um I, Jesse's not here, so we don't so transi- transitions and segues just go out the window when Why he's, is when he's he gone. The, he's, he's the, the king of segues. Segway guy. Yeah. But uh this is a story that we, we had sent in from a couple of listeners, including Morgan Perrine, and it's pretty awesome because in some ways it uh shows that time might not go in one direction only, and that uh, in a in a sense, traveling back in time is sort of possible. Um this, actually, wait, no, the article I was going to click on was not the one he sent. There was a better explanation of it. Just
2: quickly, um. Is there a time that you would go back to? Oh, in my life or in... Uh... Oh, okay. For Yes, in your life, and also just in a general, historically. Is there, like, a time that... I mean, every other time was so much worse, right? <laughs> like, it's available. it only got yeah. good, like,
1: like in, 20 in, or 30 years ago. In many ways, yeah. Like, also, just thinking about it, like, I'm Jewish, you're gay, uh-huh. like neither of N- us like, do yeah, well. No, if- no, it
2: would be a horrible situation. I can't think of where I'd want to be. Maybe like Swiss Family Robinson. But that wasn't a <laughs> historical period. <laughs> the historical period of Swiss. I would have lived in like a treehouse maybe on New Guinea for like <laughs> a month. I guess that's the only safe option for me. I don't know. I uh- guess I would have wanted to meet Elizabeth I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what's what so would you do about her yeah. what would you have said to her
2: uh, see I think she w- I, I don't know <laughs> that's the problem it's like I would go back and then I would be like uh, I have absolutely no idea how to talk to you yeah I don't know I guess I would be like your sister was a bitch <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like right and then you'd yeah. be friends and then we'd be friends <laughs> I would be like don't feel bad that your sister's dead she was a horrible person And crazy
1: <laughs> I probably would have said that Yeah Trust me on this I've seen mini series yeah. about it
2: Also your mom apparently Was a huge bitch <laughs> Did you know that? That Anne Boleyn Was like the worst person Really? Yeah Are- Apparently I'm staring directly at you because you should know this. I should know this. I've just started reading Wolf Hall as that's well. That's okay, yeah. I read I didn't read Wolf Hall, but I read Bring Up the Bodies. Okay. That's and the scene. You're basically call to the, Wolf exactly. the same. And in that, in Bring Up the Bodies, she's just you're just like, shut up. <laughs> Not that Hillary Mantle knows. I don't think she knows.
1: I mean, she I know I she she would have done a lot of research, but at the same time Is Wolf Hall the same way in that you have to keep flipping to like to the front page a constant like every 3 and pages and i have the kindle version which is sort of it's i like kindles in that you can actually search for specific phrases you can actually like do a fine search but that's definitely one where it'd be easy to have your finger in the first page of the book i think i read a period. hard
2: copy of it it was still like so, it was a great book but it was still i was constantly yeah there's a lot, lot of characters and a lot yeah. of
1: there's a lot of thomases which gets confusing a lot of thomases
2: and it is extremely confusing would you go back to a certain period of time i don't or would know, you be for... too afraid
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would. Like, there's a bit that'd be tempted to go almost like prehistory. Oh yeah, I would do a dinosaur thing for like a minute. Yeah, I would just want to see them, and then I'd want to get one really angry, and then I would want to disappear. I think I'd want to land somewhere after language has been developed amongst humans. Right. Because I don't want to be like, like again, like I'm, I'm not the kind of. I don't think I'd fare well if you take away verbal skills. Like I'm not, sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not physically posing. Yeah. yeah, right. If Jurassic Park were real,
2: I used to say that I would kill myself immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't handle. I wouldn't the be dinosaurs. able to handle.
2: Like I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. But then someone told me that dinosaurs were probably extremely stupid and easy to outsmart. So as long as you could like get away, you would probably be okay.
0: Yeah, I bet you'd be fine for yeah. the most part. And I'm so sorry that I've spent this long. I think I'm just going to have to uh, give up on the search for the actual article that I thought was the best explanation of this and go with the one that's more... The science. It's a Daily little bit article? less pop culture friendly.
1: We'll active. do the Science Daily version of the story. So this is a new... Okay, um, if I
0: find the version while you're covering it... This that is I a new quantum
1: about. theory story about uh, how particles can act as a particle or a wave. Um, so... The bizarre nature of reality is laid out by quantum theory. Who survived another test with scientists performing a famous experiment and proving that reality does not exist until it's measured. It's happened at the Australian National University. A uh, group of physicists have conducted John Wheeler's delayed choice thought experiment, which involves a moving object that is given the choice to act like a particle or a wave. Wheeler's experiment then asks, At what point does the object decide? Um, Common sense says the object is either wave-like or particle-like, independent of how we measure it. So just to, to recap, by the way, before we get in deep into the story, um, this is wave-particle duality, which is something that's talked about in quantum theory, where um, something, an electron, for example, behaves like an, a particle in many ways. Okay. Um, so it has many of the attributes that, a, that any other particle would have. Um, but then you can do things that you can, for example, send one single electron through two slits uh, okay. and it interacts with it like light does. So light, for example, if you send light through two slits, you'll then see uh, patterns as as the, light, uh, the two different light waves interfere with each other. Um, and that happens with a single electron as well. So a single electron will behave like a wave in certain cases and also light can behave like a particle in certain cases. So this is experiment uh, is in about. In fact,
0: really, even on a macro
1: scale, to some degree, everything can behave like a particle right. wave. Yeah. yeah,
0: but just in a very small,
1: just a, but wave, the bigger the ob- very yeah.
0: short uh, wavelength or something. Yeah, the maybe. bigger the
1: object, the harder it is to detect its wave like. Right. Um, okay. So this
0: so this proves that uh, this article, this study rather, shows that measurement is everything at the quantum level. Reality does not exist if you're not looking at it, which is pretty profound and crazy that is, yeah um that's a mind f so quantum on this qu- we can cuss okay. it is a mind f. <laughs> uh quantum physics predictions about interference i think scene... we might
1: bleep the letter f there because <laughs> some people could know what the word is that it stood for that's true I we s- don't want that to happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> i saw a cheap trick in peter frampton last week not to brag that's pretty cool It was pretty awesome yeah. i'm more of a cheap trick guy so i was debating leaving at the half but like, it was like i paid for the tickets where were them.
2: they in you know at, right? at the greek yeah oh, oh nice yeah
0: uh, both were great cheap trick way better should have gone last but um, the guy who introduced Peter Frampton said let's hear it for Peter Br- Frampton like, he bleeped himself live making an announcement like, was he carrying a button with? Like, how? yeah it was the strangest Like also why can't this like it was the oldest it, it was a who's who of bald spots from where I was sitting sure. like, no one's gonna be offended by hearing yeah oh he almost swore about Frampton uh, anyhow, so uh, quantum physics predictions about interference seem odd enough when applied to light, which seems more like a wave, but to have done the experiment with atoms, which are complicated things that have mass and interact with electric fields and so on, adds to the weirdness, said PhD student Roman Kokomov. Um Professor Truscott's team first trapped a collection of helium atoms in a suspended state known, known as a Bose-Einstein condensate. condensate, I don't know, and then ejected them until there was only a single atom left. And that single atom was then dropped through a pair of counter-propagating laser beams, which formed a grating pattern that acted as crossroads in the same way that a solid grating would scatter light. And a second light grating to recombine the paths was randomly added, which led to constructive or destructive interference as if the atom had traveled both paths. And when the second light grating was not added, no interference was observed as if the atom chose only one path, which is more particle-like. Um, however, the random number determining whether the grading was added was only generated after the atom had passed through the crossroads. So if one chooses to believe that the atom really did take a particular path or paths, then one has to accept that a future measurement is affecting the atom's past. Um, so the atoms did not travel from A to B. It was only when they were measured at the end of the journey that their wave-like or particle-like behavior was brought into existence. So doing something later on affected the way it was traveling the entire time. So adding that second grading, I think, is what this means. What the other article is looking for, explained better, is this this later action of adding this second grading actually affected things that happened time-wise before that, which is sort of like traveling back in time. It's like I... Took a picture of you, and by taking the picture, I changed what face you were making in it, right. which happened before the picture was taken. But whether I took it or not, changed the face you were making in it. So is sort of an analogy, right? Yeah. So that yeah, the time, the way time is supposed to work, it's not working that way here. A later thing, a later action impacted an earlier event.
2: Christopher Nolan, I hope. Yes, you're listening. Inception.
0: <laughs> now I really wish I'd found that other article that made it a little more poppy, but uh, you get it. Right,
2: I've never gotten even, anything. I don't more even clearly. get it. Yeah, it's it's the only thing I really have understood in my life. There was, it was a, all the words you said.
0: I was looking for a tweet. It was great from a listener who was had a little joke. He was like, "Hey, a little something you can put into last week's episode, huh?"
2: Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That can really mess you up if you think about that too much.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it's, really. it's changes. Yeah, it changes everything about. W- w- even uh, I wonder what Sean Carroll, the uh, astrophysicist we had on, cosmologist we had on earlier uh who, who does a lot of work about entropy and about the arrow of time uh which is sort of the idea that that time does have a direction that like we're traveling in that you can't undo things that have been done it's not it's not just that we're traveling along uh, actually Wait, I, mean, I don't know that? about who said that um well he did, he wasn't the first to say it but he has a book about i believe the arrow of time is the idea that um that sort of entropy, the way. random, the, the, the disorder of things is always increasing and that direction is forward in time and there's no going back. And that's how you tell the direction of time because of the increase in entropy. Am I right? I found all, that Matt? tweet
1: by the way. It's from Tim Coombe. Oh, thank you, Tim. And I've got it. I've, it's now in the document. If you want to click uh, on,
0: man, I wish I could go back in time. Uh, you know, that would have been good if I could have, um, yeah. Does that actually explain it any, any more clearly? Cause this also has to do with an, an article from months ago, where there was a photographic representation of of light behaving both wave-like and particle-like uh yeah so to the average person the observable classical world of newtonian physics feels like common sense times move forward time moves forward things exist in only one place at a time if a tree falls in the woods and no one sees it we assume it still fell but this sort of uh throws all that out the window a bit
2: i hated that expression anyway
0: the tree falls in the wood one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Makes, makes
2: massive noise of course, it yeah. Does. Of course, I, I, when I, as a
0: kid, when I would hear that, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm, I know. Uh,
2: it's why would you ask me such a stupid question?
0: That Simpsons episode when I think Lisa's saying all those, are those koans? What are those called? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: the it's the episode where Bart gets really good at mini golf.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "What is the sound of one hand clapping?" And he just does that. <laughs> and makes the, the Clap against <laughs> itself. I'm like, there is a
1: sound. Should we do a story about some cooking chimps? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's one I can get behind. And by the way, I should be clear, this is chimps that are doing cooking rather than people cooking yes. that are being cooked. Oh, okay, good. That Well, now I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely kidding. I'm relieved. So, um, is uh, if you give a chimp an oven, that chimp will learn to cook. Sort of. Yeah. It's so what scientists concluded from a study that could help explain how and when early humans began first cooking their food. What will they do? uh you give
2: them an oven, and they're like give me give me thirty minutes, and I'll blow your minds
1: <laughs> so so yeah they they gave them a device that appeared to work like an oven. You can think of it as a chimpanzee microwave where basically if the chimps placed raw food in the device and then we shook the device, the food came out cooked uh I, mean, was, I could use one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds that pretty. Sounds like a this is a Ron Popeil style thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, set it in for shake it and forget it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So it yeah, it's a basically a big cheat. It was a big magic trick. The device was actually just a bowl with a false bottom that held cooked food. The researchers didn't use fire because it would have could have injured the chimps. Oh,
0: the precious chimps! And because
1: some chimps might have already seen how humans used it to cook food. Um, after providing the oven, in quotes. Rosati and Wa- Wanakin, who are the two researchers, gave the chimps slice of uncooked white sweet potato. At first, the chimps pretty much ate the food, but then you could, al- you could almost could see them have this insight, like, oh my goodness, I can put it in this device and it comes back cooked.
0: So did it, it just happen to eventually randomly put it there and then
1: see what the result was and it said, I like this, I'm going to keep doing this? So they'd already tried it with different food and then they're like, hey. Oh, okay. Hey, putting this meat in there makes it come out nicer. Maybe I'll try it with this raw potato. Um, when researchers gave them a cooked potato slice, they simply ate it. When they got a raw carrot, they immediately put it in the device. And their preference for cooked food was so strong that they would hold on to raw potatoes or carry them to other lo- locations in order to have them cooked.
0: See, cooked carrots, gross. Oh. That's one thing that needs to be raw, right? You yeah, want a that, crunchy well, carrot. I, like them
1: both. I have to say, if you like,
2: roast a carrot... Pretty great. It just, oh, it gets, sweeter, it gets, it just gets sweeter. gets super mushy, that's when it's gross. gross. Like, yeah.
1: Consistency-wise, when,
0: it, no, when, it, when, like, it yeah. when you can mash it with your fork, I don't gross. want that care. I don't, I don't want,
1: It's no. a baby food. Um, yeah, oh, Ballas Lovenberg sent in that story, by the way.
0: Thank you, Ballas.
2: Uh,
1: where did they do this? They did this. I want to know what kind of food. Oh, well, you said potatoes.
0: It's in the Democratic Republic of Congo. You said where did they do it? Yeah. Yes, in Congo. Uh, it was Rosati and Felix Warnikin, um, oh. a psychologist, both psychologists, I guess, at Harvard
1: University. No, one of them's an evolutionary biologist oh, okay. at Yale, and yeah, like Alec- Alexandra Rosati is an evolutionary biologist at Yale and co-author, and then Felix Warnikin is a psychologist at Harvard.
0: Okay. Uh, and uh, previously, chimps and their close cousins, we've talked about before, bonobos, uh, have been taught to cook by people, but this is the first study showing that animals can acquire a cooking-like skill on their own. And the results add to a debate about whether early humans had the brain power to figure out cooking, an activity that requires planning. Uh, willingness to delay, to delay gratification and sophisticated use of a tool, Rosati says.
2: I so. Mean, yeah, they cook more than I do. They- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too,
2: actually, yeah. Good job, guys. Like,
0: my magical bottomless uh, pan is just the Ralphs around the corner. Yeah. Basically, like, I give you money and it turns into food. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then you'll get other money, different money from a different place, and you'll still take it to a different Ralphs around yeah. the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always it's Ralph's. little
0: sense. Always Ralph's.
1: One of these days you're going to realize that... There are
0: know, other places John's that food.
1: is very similar.
2: <laughs> yeah. There are better and there are worse. Ralph's is dead metal. Like, Ralph's is like, we, we got what you need and nothing more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you, are you a Vons or John's guy at
2: all? You ever, you ever go to a John's? You know, I don't. I've been to a John's. It's but the closest thing... Right? <laughs> it's craziness. I mean, it's barely fit for humans.
1: It's the most... We've talked about John's on the podcast, haven't is we? Is it John's where you found the bread soda?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> it's like a Russian, it's called like kvass, I think it's bread-flavored soda. It's just
2: bonkers. It's bonkers.
1: It's like
0: someone made up, it's it's like the fictional yeah. country Tom Hanks is from in the terminal, like yeah. everyone in there is from that place. For it's sure. Everyone's like, no, this is food you yeah. eat.
2: It's, this is absolutely, not. they have like, a, a fo- the one that I used I used to live in those filas, and there was one near there, like yeah. on Vermont and Hollywood, I, I think there was one, or is one. They had like a, not like a kind, a section of pickled green tomatoes. Like a wall of them. <laughs> of all different spices. And I was like, I've never seen one jar of this anywhere else. <laughs> why not? And you have yeah. a wall of them. It's, I love... And I live right next to a pavilions, which I think is the same as Vaughn's, actually. I don't know why... Vaughn's
0: are... Yeah, Vaughn's, which is the original one. Is right?
2: But pavilions is the same thing, right? Maybe.
0: But John's it, has no affiliation, except I think they bought none. some old jo- Vaughn's and took
2: off the V and put up a J. Right? I think that's I right. Think. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly.
0: You've never noticed like a, you can still see the outline of a V behind the J. Is in, that true? On some of them you can. Yeah, yeah.
2: Bread soda. Bread soda. Yeah.
0: I've <laughs> seen a fight between a manager and a woman, and he was and she's speaking some as Like a physical fight? No, like argument. And she's in, you know, talking baby talk, made up languages, and then he's like, "I understand, but let's get the dog out of the cart and out of the store." <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff you have
2: to. Yeah, you don't. It's purgatory basically. Like you don't know what you're gonna get.
1: Little tip, by the way. Um, uh, if you shop around, it's much better to get the Mexican bread soda. Oh, because they don't use you know that's they use real sugar in it rather than <laughs> oh good rather than that <laughs> low, high, high fructose yeah. bread. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that low, low fructose meat syrup yeah. that they have. You
2: don't want that stuff. They also have like. <laughs> Like, they don't have orange juice. They just have, like, tangerine juice. But, like, it's not—it's so short because it's not, like, fresh squeeze, obviously. So if you want orange juice, you're out of luck. They may have, like, five alive orange soda or, like, something that you haven't seen in a million years. But they have tangerine juice. It's so weird. Every, good luck finding a banana that's yellow or even green. They're the, they look like avocados. It's such a crazy place. It's a good place to buy pickles, though. Pickled, tomate- pickled green tomatoes. Oh,
1: also, they sun-dried tomatoes in oil. Much better than the Trader Joe's one. You know... Just a little tip for you. I, I mean, I guess I'll believe that. I have a really hard time believing that.
2: <laughs> not that I think Trader Joe's is so great, but John's is so... Are you sure th- <laughs> they're I- sun-dried tomatoes and not, like, sun-dried, like, beef tongue? Or, like, <laughs> who even knows? I would read that bottle again. <laughs> it, who knows what it could be. Has anybody
0: tried tongue here? Any Lingua fans? Never. I've never tried it It's always I, been one Cabeza and Lengua And I go to Mexican places
1: I'm always terrified I used to um, I don't eat meat anymore But when I was a kid You'd get it from uh, Jewish delis as well would do tongue Really? Yeah
0: Was it good? My
1: grandparents Yeah it was actually, I don't yeah. think they ate it regularly But I remember like I remember they had it At one I point I remember in it being house. decent Because tongue's just muscle sure. And mu- meat is mu- Also only muscle in the body That's only attached to one end little tri- Oh a little trivia For you there very interesting, yeah. I think that was a Trivial Pursuit question I got once. Did you get it right? I think so. I mean, there's really only
0: two possibilities. in the Yeah, and you're other like, other.
1: that's not a muscle. That's not exactly. But uh, So you
0: guys fans of, any sauerkraut fans here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's good, because sauerkraut, sauerkraut could fan. be the secret to curing social anxiety.
2: That sounds like bullshit. Out. That's impossible, because <laughs> <laughs> it affects your breath and flatulence, for sure. Although maybe that's why Germans are so confident. Yeah, yeah. they don't
0: care. Um, it might seem outlandish, but the idea that your diet can have a huge effect on your emotions has become the focus of an exciting new area of physiologic, of psychological research.
1: I can't even see this story, so I'm...
0: Oh, it's a oh, Huffington no, I get Post it. Okay. article I get it. about fermented foods in general. The latest addition to this growing body of research comes from psychologists at the College of William and & Mary and finds a link between a diet high in fermented foods and reductions in neurotoxicism hmm. and social
2: anxiety. Do you guys find yourself getting... I have a friend who pointed this out to me. Now I can't stop thinking about it. Do you th- do you find yourself getting more socially – I don't know if anxious is the right word. Do you find yourself getting less social the older you get?
0: Oh, less social, also less confident, which okay, can be yeah. happening okay, the older yeah. you get? How I does hadn't that th- happen? I, know. Like,
2: I hadn't even thought about that. And my friend Jesse told me – he was like, have you noticed this? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, wow, you're absolutely right. I yeah. guess. I feel like, – especially around like – I don't know. Like if I go to a, especially if I go to a place where there's a lot yes, of new people. Yes. I used to not care. I used to think that was actually fun. Not I'm, any longer. I couldn't be more with you. I was at my friend's wedding reception last night,
0: and I was like, "I'm going to talk to some new people tonight." Not a one. No. Talk to I stuck to people. I, I used knew. to not
2: mind that.
1: Now I really do.
0: I don't know how to undo that. Yeah. I uh, hate uh, that I was probably way more confident at I, like 22 for sure. than I am. Now. I'm trying yeah. to think
1: yeah. in some case in some senses I was, but in other cases I was definitely much more afraid of. Making a bad Afraid of embarrassment When I was younger I was much more Yeah Like for example I would Nowadays I'd be far more confident Trying to speak a foreign language That I don't have a mastery of Whereas when <laughs> sure. I was younger I'd be, I'd be very I, was, I don't want to do this Because if I say the wrong thing They're going to laugh at me And I, now I'd be far less worried about that Kind yes. of thing for example Maybe
0: I think we just need some, like, improv exercises, guys. Just got to do. Do, yeah. uh, do some crazy
2: eights. Just do some crazy eights. Hop on the... a plane to Paris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Feel like a million bucks. Why does he... I mean, Maybe you know he got just... the words wrong, but he passed that invisible ball to me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It was great. I gave him a crepe right away.
0: <laughs> if he gave her some sauerkraut, he'd stop caring about not knowing sauerkraut. German. Sauerkraut. <laughs> he'd be like, das ist sauerkraut. Is sauerkraut. It is good. Uh, And it's likely that the probiotics in fermented foods are favorably changing the environment in the gut, and changes in the gut in turn influence social anxiety. Dr. Matthew Hillemeyer, an assistant professor of psychology and one of the study's authors, said in a statement,
2: "Aren't fermented foods like very high
0: in sodium? Um, Maybe I don't know if they always are, but I'm not sure that's uh, is that always bad. I I I, guess. I've heard sodium might not even be right. I know that's what they say. Diet thing is. I don't want to go on record as that." Um,
2: I've heard that too. Who knows? But
0: you've heard about the link between gut flora and mental health. That's been a thing no. over the last couple of years. We've seen a lot of articles about like people finding that link between. And it kind of goes along with stories about fecal transplants. You know, people have heard oh, of that? Yes,
2: I've heard of that. Yeah.
0: So who knows? Maybe the gut really is uh, attached to a lot more of our, of our well being than we know about. Um, so probiotics are live bacteria that support digestion and gut health and have also been shown to support immune and neurological function. And, what is a probiotic
2: uh, that you regularly eat besides yogurt? That's something I could
0: think. I of. guess these fermented foods would have a oh, sauerkraut really? or really? kombucha would, I guess oh. would have these. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so with preliminary research which has mostly been on mice um, suggesting that consuming probiotics might lessen symptoms of anxiety and depression, Hillemeyer and his colleagues decided to investigate whether eating probiotic rich foods had a positive effect on personality and social anxiety. So they had 700 undergraduates um Surveyed about their consumption of foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, yogurt, fermented soy products, pickles, kefir I don't know what kafir is. is. I that?
1: do. It's like it's like um. It's a kind of yogurt.
2: Yeah,
0: like oh, it's like a, drink, a yogurt drink.
1: Like yeah. a yogurt drink. Oh, Middle yeah.
2: Eastern, maybe. I yes, think? yeah,
1: I believe so. Uh huh. And, and that's w- also something you can buy in the... In the in oh, without a problem. Sure. <laughs> They've got every flavor.
0: Yeah. Um, so these... Uh, serve- I remember seeing it. It's Surveys.
1: right. Sure. It's like the highlight of the... Oh, they also, by the way, they have a separate section for bread and Russian bread.
2: And I'm it's, sure. And it... Is it a Russian? Is it? I don't Ru- know. Or is it just caters or to just that? vague are there European Russians bread who live around it, the John? But
1: it's but it's the same types of breads. They're just in different sections. It's just one has different writing on it. It's still low. It's not
0: like Eskimos have a thousand words for snow. It's not like that for Russians with bread. No. or something there isn't. It's a- not like
1: it's not like if you had a French bread section where you go like, okay, that's where there are croissants and baguettes and so on. It's like, imagine that there are two different sections in the supermarket that both have loaves of bread, but one has English and one has French writing on it.
2: That's what Uh, they have. Also, constant deals there on (laughs) Chambord and like Frangelico. Like the weirdest liqueurs that you could ever imagine. And they're like half off every day.
0: Isn't that weird? Those are the delicious ones. Isn't Chambord like raspberry or something? That stuff's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh you a framboise framboise whatever lambic fan?
2: I'm not. I don't even know what, what is fra- what's the taste there? Is that That's raspberry. I think the type oh. of thing that
0: it is 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 a lambic which I think is just like a fruit beer. Okay. But it's kind of awesome. It's really, really really fruity but like I sometimes I like really non uh I, I like girly drinks. I like girly drinks I like tiki drinks. Yeah.
2: Not a problem.
0: And you mix it with some Pabst, and uh, in Portland they would have they called a Pabst smear. Sort of silly
1: But, true. but it's
0: delicious Because it's not as sweet Like it cuts it And wait, it's wait, like, wait. just a refreshing Little, yeah. little tip You've for... just
1: reminded me I'm still owed a free tab At the Tiki Bar Oh after... really? Oh yeah I think... Did you even know That after your birthday Yeah When you'd already gone home I tried to close out And the bartender realized He'd given my credit card To someone else Oh yeah And he's like It's alright He's a friend of a friend And he's not a thief Or anything So I'm just gonna get The card back But like obviously Tonight's Your tab's on me But also like Next time you come in here i like, i not, don't think I'm, I'm, no. it's in a different so you, pay,
0: you paid nothing that night? I paid
1: nothing that and night. And you can
0: still theoretically get more free tiki drinks?
1: I could, but I, but that where night I'd only had two, I'd bar? only had two drinks that night because I was driving.
0: The best tiki bar in Los Angeles is about a mile away at a Tonga Hut on Victory. I've never been. I think the it's Tonga the hut. oldest. It's like the original. It's not the original, but it's been around since the fifties or sixties. And um, it's like, oh wow. Yeah. It's great. On Victory. Tonga Hut, check it out if you're visiting L.A. Go do, go see the uh, Planetarium show at—it was it, it wasn't Griffith Park, or It, it is Griffith yeah,
2: Park, yeah. yep, at the Observatory. and the Observatory. Observatory. They do several a day. It's great. Yeah. And how can our guests find out more about you and your work? Well, th- I think they know everything there is to know. But if if not, you can go to throwingshade.com. That's our podcast. It comes out every Thursday. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Brian Safi.
1: That's B-R-Y-A-N-S-A-F-I.
2: Uh, that's right.
1: Well— thank you very much um i should i forgot to plug this last week but this will be coming out just before glastonbury and i have my stage times now so if any of you guys are going to be at glastonbury now i've lost the uh now i can't find it i'm an idiot um i am on at here we go uh i am on at eight uh on the friday night at 8:15 p.m. That's a good slot. That should be nice. Well, it depends what it all like the festival's always depend on what you're up against. Like if there's okay. someone if someone huge is on one of the main stages then then uh then you're playing to an empty tent, deal, but right? otherwise. And then I'm on saturday at 4:50 in the afternoon. Not and bad. friend of the show, Nick Doody, on straight after me as well, so you can get a double bill of that.
0: Oh, nice. Who's been on the podcast before, right? He has, yeah, yeah. yes.
1: Um, so, yeah, if you're going to be at Glastonbury, go and see that. We're also going to be at PodFest.
0: Yep. Uh, September 18th through 20th, LAPodFest.com for information.
1: And as always, you can email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. You can donate at probablyscience.com. And we almost forgot to thank, because we recorded two episodes back to back. But in between those two episodes, Ada Terrell, or Terrell, rather, uh, donated, uh, specifically because of Jesse's razor promotion in the middle of the cancer speech. Uh, thank you, Ada, and thank you very much for donating. Uh, and also, yeah, if you want to shave, westernrazor.com offer and use the science. offer code science, and you get an old-timey, pretty cool looking, chunky safety razor for super cheap.
0: Works well. Uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, used it in a week or two, but it's
1: great. Yeah, I used it just today. Look at my, look at this smooth so, face. baby look face, this. look at that, right? baby face cushion. Um If you're shopping on Amazon, use our Amazon link. You can find that also through probablyscience.com. Why not set your bookmark on Amazon yep. to be our link, so you never have to remember to do it. Uh, If you're not able to donate or if you're not shopping on Amazon, the other thing you can do is just spread the word. Tell other people. Tweet about it. Facebook. Let people who listen to podcasts who don't know about our show know about our show. Write nice things on iTunes. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. You can tweet us at Probably Science. Send us stories, corrections, comments, clarifications, anything you want us to cover. And listen to Throwing Shade as well because it is awesome. Uh, Thank you very much, Brian Yeah, Thank you, guys. Thanks. That was great.
0: We'll see you next week. Bye. Didn't even finish that last story, but who cares?
2: (laughs) Oh. (laughs)